Now, for Raising the Bar, Greater RVA's premier law talk radio show. Good morning and welcome to Raising the Bar, Greater RVA's law talk radio show. This is attorney Colleen Quinn and with me today is attorney Katie Kitstein. And we're going to be talking about tragic tales of undercoverage. We're going to share some pretty bad sob stories when folks have gotten insufficient auto insurance coverage. And we'll talk a little bit at the end of the show, too, about homeowners coverage and why it's essential to have that or renters or condominium owners coverage and some tragic tales um, there as well. So remember that Raising the Bar Law Talk radio show is on every Wednesday morning, and you can also catch it on the Locke and Quinn Facebook page live, or you can see any of the prior videos that have been done there. Also, if you go on the www.raisingthebarlawtalk.com webpage, you can find uh, the link to all the podcasts on iTunes and the videos also uploaded there as well. Raising the Bar Law Talk radio show covers a whole variety and plethora of different legal topics, ranging from employment law, and if you've got a job, employment law affects mm-hmm. everyone, right? Absolutely. Um, workers' comp, if you're injured on the job. Um, we cover uh, divorce, support, adoption, surrogacy, personal injury, medical malpractice, um, just a whole variety of different mm-hmm. legal topics that affect everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, there's just a lot of uh, good free information there that you don't have to pay an attorney, right? Right. And uh, in addition, on the Raising the Bar Law Talk radio page, we also have a list of all the low cost and pro bono, that is free services that are available um, to folks, which are, are not just like the Virginia Poverty Law Center for those that can't afford it, but there are services for um, folks with disabilities, mm-hmm. right, Katie? You worked Absolutely. at the um, the um, disability law center, law yeah. center, right? And also for veterans, mm-hmm. there's um, a really good uh, legal program for veterans. So lots of good stuff there. Now, if you have a call today that you want to make and ask us about auto insurance or homeowners insurance coverage, please call in to the show at 804-454-1366. This is an area that a lot of people don't understand. Um, and yet from our position as lawyers at Locke and Quinn, we've seen some pretty um, tragic tales. Uh, yeah. You know, you can really make or break a case sometimes if there's insurance coverage or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's get started. Um, what are some of these tragic tale examples of folks not obtaining enough auto insurance coverage when somebody else causes an accident? Yeah. So the first thing is understanding that there are two primary types of coverage that cover bodily injury, which is what we're really worried about. I and mean, most people get collision coverage that covers mm-hmm. the property damage to the car. But liability coverage is the coverage that I get on me if I cause an accident. So if I pay the $500 fee to DMV and waive getting any coverage Mm -hmm. and I cause an accident, then somebody can come after me and my personal assets because I failed to have coverage, Mm -hmm. right? I failed to have any insurance on me. And now I just caused injury to somebody else. And um, if I don't have much in the way of assets, they can still get a judgment and then a garnishment and garnish my wages. Mm -hmm. So getting the liability insurance, um, that protects 
me when I cause harm to somebody else. And now I'm responsible for causing their injuries. And now they can get a judgment against me. Now, the other thing I can get is I can get um, uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage, which is we call UM or UIM coverage. And that protects me when somebody else injures me Mm -hmm. um, and they don't have enough coverage. Um, Either they let their insurance lapse or they they paid the $500 and forwent it. And so, and they don't have sufficient assets. Um, Now, I have coverage that protects me when somebody else caused me being injured. So let me tell you a case. Um, Let me just kind of give some examples because sometimes this concept is not always uh, easy to grasp. (laughs) So um, PJ was um, a daycare worker for my Mm -hmm. kids quite some time ago because they're 26 years old now. So that was quite some time ago. Um, But it was a really good case to illustrate this point. So PJ had the minimum limits of $25,000 in uninsured, underinsured, UM, UIM coverage. She is hit from the rear in a rear end collision. She suffers three herniated discs in her neck. Yes. She has to have cervical fusion in her neck. She's out of work for a really long period of time. Her medical bills alone are 40000 She's got another 15000 or so in lost wages mm-hmm. because she you know, has to be out of work. She's got the cervical fusion. And the person that hit her had let their insurance lapse. They had failed to make the monthly payment um, for several months in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, uh, that person that hits her has no insurance. PJ has the minimum limits of 25000 She's got over 40000 in medical bills, another 15000 in lost wages. And do you know we had to file suit and fight to get that 25000 almost up to the day of trial. And this is going after her, her own insurance. Right. So what PJ learned from that, and, and I said, you know, PJ, 25000 minimum limits, that is not adequate. Um, you know, so... She learned her lesson in that, and she went ahead and she increased the limits to uh, 100, mm-hmm. um, 300, which is 100 per person per accident, 300 total for everybody that's in the car. Mm-hmm. God love her, because about two years later, she is out um, in Powhatan, and um, she's on the main one of the main roads there, and she's at a stop, getting ready to make a left-hand turn. She's got all of her kids in the car and she gets nailed in the rear by somebody going 65 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. Pushes her car like all the way across the road, way into farmland, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Thank God she had a bale of hay in her trunk, which helped buffer the impact. Okay. But now, fortunately the, the cervical fusion in her neck held, Mm -hmm. but now she suffered serious back problems. Right. And so did her son. Um, and he was playing football, et cetera. Um, he ended up having uh, chronic back problems. So 100000 wasn't even enough to cover her son's bills and injuries and the permanency that he suffered as a young man. Um, so even at the $100,000 level, it may not be adequate coverage to Mm -hmm. protect you if somebody hits you. And so in that case, what happened was the person that was going 25 
um, excuse me, 65 miles an hour in a truck that hit their big sedan from behind um, only had the 25,000 minimum limits. So what happens, as you know, Katie, is mm-hmm. the 25,000 gets credited against the 100. And so PJ's insurance picked up the additional 75 once you took the credit mm-hmm. for the 25,000 of the, the young man going 65 miles per hour in the truck that right. wailed into them while they were at a standstill. Yeah. So her coverage was making sure that she had up to a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. It coverage. made up the difference yeah. between the twenty the minimum twenty five that the young man had mm-hmm. and then the hundred that she had. So that was good. Because she better than twenty five. <laughs> right. She had done better by increasing, you know, her her coverage from the minimum of twenty five, her UM UIM coverage. Mm-hmm. Um but still even in that case, a hundred still wasn't sufficient. Yeah, definitely. So um, you talked a little bit about minimum limits in Virginia. Um, is that the same across the board everywhere you go? No. So in Virginia, we actually, 25,000 is pretty good, but some states are even less, mm-hmm. you know, where there's only 10,000 or um, minimum limits. So that means that you cannot count on people driving out there as having adequate insurance. Or um, any insurance. Or any insurance, <laughs> right. They might just pay, in Virginia, you can pay the $500 and, mm-hmm. and go uninsured, which is really dumb. I mean, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anybody do that. I mean, the cost of the $500 is almost what the cost of coverage could be, right. you know, for a year. So why wouldn't you go ahead and get insured? And so... um and then some people just say they have insurance, but then let the insurance lapse. Mm-hmm. Um, or they might even be from out of state and only have $10,000 because that state only requires a minimum of 10000 instead of Virginia's 25000 Right. And so people are required to certify that they have insurance, right? I mean, so you, you do kind of assume when you're out there driving that anyone who hits you is is going to have coverage. But I mean, so you're saying that's not always the case. Well, people can certify, right. um, they can lie, right. um, or they cannot lie and certify they have it, but then the next month fail to, if they're paying on a monthly basis, fail to pay it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, or have every intention of getting it um, and then just just fail to to get the coverage. It's And insurance is not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really one of the fundamental things that folks should do is get adequate auto coverage. And right. we'll talk later about homeowners, renters, and condominium coverage just yeah. to, to protect themselves. Well, I know you also have cases where like hit and run. I mean, I know my husband got, you know, his car sideswiped and you have no idea who did that. You're not going to be able to track that person down. So you're also looking at what does your own insurance pick up in that situation right. as well? Right. Because um, you don't even, even for know. property damage. Yeah. You, so those are the, what we call the John Doe cases, right. where or Jane Doe. Yes. We, we don't know. <laughs> it's a hit and run. We don't know whether it was a male or a female, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or John Doe. Um, you know, we if you don't have any idea, it's uh, it's a John Doe or Jane Doe um, case um, that you've got to bring, especially you know if somebody's run off the road and. Uh, there's nobody to go after for their insurance. So again, it falls under the UM, UIM. So mm-hmm. it falls under the uninsured coverage because somebody just ran me off the road. They or somebody hit me and fled the scene mm-hmm. and we couldn't get a license plate number or any sort of um, idea who they were. Well, my only recourse is going to be under my own mm-hmm. policy. And if I did not get 
UM coverage, uninsured motorist coverage, if I check the box and said, no, I only want liability coverage, well, I'm screwed. So, Absolutely. you know, in that regard. Absolutely. Um, so I know some policies also have um, what's called medical payments coverage. What is medical payments coverage? Yeah, so MedPay is additional coverage to help pay medical bills, mm-hmm. whether it's your fault or somebody else's fault. And it's a really good thing to have. It doesn't cost very much. Right. Um, and also, typically, it will stack by the number of cars. So let's say if I get $5,000 MedPay coverage, I've got four cars on my policy. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's uh, the 5,000 times the four cars. That's $20,000 in medical payments coverage. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help cover um, where my health insurance might not pay. So my deductible, my um, uh, co-pays, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a little more complicated than that because technically it should pay out even when my health insurance does. But as you know, we're running into a lot more skirmishes in terms of collecting med pay for some folks. Um However, having medical payments coverage is still a really good thing, especially for folks that don't have health insurance at all. Oh I mean, goodness, it, it's, yes. it has saved some of our clients um, who would otherwise not be able to get medical treatment after an accident. The fact they had medical payments coverage. Well, and I also know that that's something that because you said like it's um, regardless of whether or not it was your fault. So you can still be arguing with the insurance over whether or not the accident was your fault, but you can get this medical payments coverage sooner rather than later. You know, some of these personal injury cases can take a long time for people to get their ultimate, you know, settlement from the insurance company. But this med pay you can get right away. Yeah, right right, away. As soon as you incur the, Mm -hmm. as soon as you're responsible for incur the bills. So it really does. I know help a lot of our clients that are just trying to stay on top of their medical expenses right after an accident. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes they're out of work and Mm -hmm. it's a double whammy. If they don't have sick leave, now they're losing income. So being able to just make their household or monthly or just their household payments um, becomes difficult. So having that medical payments coverage um, is a lifesaver. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, a little bit it can pick up some of these costs that health insurance doesn't. But how does it work with health insurance if you're getting medical payments coverage, and you do have health insurance that's also covering some of your medical bills? It's a tricky question because some some of the insurers interpret things different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but technically, the medical payments coverage is supposed to be there whether you have health insurance or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, at, at a minimum, the medical payments coverage will cover your deductible and your copay, your out-of-pocket things that you're responsible for. Um, we are running into issues where the health insurance won't pay until the medical payments coverage pays out, and the medical payments coverage won't pay if the health insurance has paid. Mm-hmm. So we are running into some tricky situations. It's pretty clear-cut if you don't have health insurance at all. It's just flat out the medical payments right. coverage. Um, but we, but it's it's a complicated area where we're running into some skirmishes um, with regard to who pays first and when is, you know, the medical payments coverage, Mm -hmm. um, when does it need to be paid out? But at a minimum, if you have health insurance and med pay between the two, we're going to make sure that you're getting your medical bills covered. Right. Right. It does get called other things in other states. So it's called um, PIP, personal insurance protection Mm -hmm. or personal injury protection in a lot of other states. So, in Virginia, we call it MedPay, but in other states, they call it PIP coverage, PIP. Yeah. But it's a good thing to have. It's yeah. definitely no a good thing are. to have, right. Mm-hmm. There's also coverage. Um, the PIP can cover um, also lost wages um, in other states. Um, in Virginia, typically, 
the lost wage protection is separate from the medical payments coverage, but you can, you can buy lost wage protection too, which is another really good thing mm-hmm. for folks to have. I love it when we have clients come in and we see that they've not only got the med pay, medical payments coverage, but they also have um, purchased lost wage protection. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, we're not trying to, we're not, <laughs> assure, we're not insurance agents. We're not trying to, you know, make money for the insurance industry. It's just from the attorney side and, and having handled so many tragic cases mm-hmm. where we see folks come in with inadequate coverage and now they're out of work and they've, if, especially if they don't have health insurance and they're injured. I mean, we've seen people go bankrupt and it's, it's really sad. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we always talk about the three parts of any personal injury case you have to have, damages, liability, and collection. And collection is what we're talking about today, that last piece of you can have really high damages. You know, someone was really, really injured. You can have, you know, really clear-cut liability. Who is at fault? But if there's no money there... What's the point? Yeah. It's like, you know, Tom Cruise, show me the money. I mean, you know, we got to have something to go after. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, I, I mean... You and I have seen cases where there's clear liability, um, ran the red light, totaled the car, clear of damages, went straight to the ER, mm-hmm. you know, herniated disc, and then uh, neither side has auto coverage right. and you're, there's, there's no recovery, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, not not trying to sell insurance here, just trying to make sure people are, are adequately protected. People are coming into our office and we have to tell them, look, I'm really sorry. This shouldn't have happened. You were really hurt. It wasn't your fault. And there's just not that much we're going to be able to do in terms of getting you compensated. For- right. I mean, even $25,000 in, in many cases is not enough. Right. With some of these hospital bills. So um, we talked a little bit about how MedPay works with health insurance. Um, what about health insurance um, as part of the larger personal injury claim, can your health insurance come back and make a claim if you've gotten a recovery on a personal injury case? Yes. Um, and that becomes a tricky area as well. So there, there, when we look at these cases, a lot of times we look and see what are the potential liens on the cases. Medicare and Medicaid are going to have an automatic lien against the mm-hmm. recovery in the auto case, which is, again, why you need to have more insurance, at least a minimum of, of a half a million of 500000 mm-hmm. Because if... Um, if you're having a lien made against your your case, um, you're going to want to have an adequate amount to pay out the lien, but also to um, to be compensated mm-hmm. for the injuries. So, um, as you know, I'll, I'll share another case. I'll I'll just say um, the person's name was um, TJ mm-hmm. for the, the sake of giving the person a name. And so TJ comes in. TJ's in a really bad accident, has to learn to walk again, um, uh, basically uh, fractured ribs, uh, fractured um, uh, hip, um, and has medical bills of over $300,000. TJ has um, a policy of 100000 UMUIM, uninsured, underinsured. The person that hits TJ has the same 100,000. So it's, it's a wash. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's only a hundred thousand there because TJ's policy is the same. So it's, it's basically a wash. The hundred thousand of the person that hits her, it's clear liability. Damages are severe. Um, basically they're going to pay out the full hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now we could go beyond the hundred thousand and try to go against the assets of the person that hit her. Mm-hmm. So we always do, as you know, we always do um, uh, some investigation. Right. But most people don't have the money 
to try to go after beyond the insurance. Right. And in this case, the person that hit TJ was young and had no assets just to speak of. So um, all that's there is the hundred. Okay. Well, now she also has health insurance under an ERISA plan, E-R-I-S-A plan, um, which most of your big plans, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, um, a lot of those uh, big plans, Covington, et cetera, are ERISA plans. They're, they're federally um, uh, basically um, protected or they fall under federal law. And so under her ERISA plan, um, she potentially, ha- I mean, the ERISA plan basically says that it can have a lien. Mm-hmm. Now, we do, we do not have to honor any lien for a health insurance plan, like an ERISA plan, unless we receive actual notice of the lien, mm-hmm. which is different than Medicare or Medi- Medicaid um, or anything paid out by, that's like by the state government, like right. MCV, VCU, um, treatment. Uh, those cases, we're kind of on an automatic notice, notice mm-hmm. right? Statutory notice. So anyway, I, I tell TJ, look at right now, we don't have any notice of a lien under your ERISA plan, but they could potentially have a lien for $300,000 of medical bills. Mm-hmm. And um, right now we're not on notice, but you're cu- all you've got is 100000 So let's take the 100000 And under under the United States Supreme Court opinions that have come out, Later on, if the health insurance tries to make a lien, if if TJ no longer has the funds, mm-hmm. then they're not they don't have anything that they can come after her to uh, to get. Right. So in that case, TJ took the hundred thousand. She immediately used the money on her kids' uh, college tuition and to, to pay off various bills. And lo and behold, several months later, the health insurance uh, sent a notice of lien. But we said sorry. Too late. Case already settled. Here's the U.S. Supreme Court law. She doesn't have the funds. Mm-hmm. She's she's safeguarded because she doesn't have the funds under the U.S. Supreme Court opinion. Um, but that's always a concern too, right? You know, now if if TJ had had a five hundred thousand or, or really a million dollar policy, mm-hmm. um, then she would have been much better protected. We would have had a fight to get right. the policy payouts and. By the time we did that, the health insurance might have actually gotten that yeah. lien notice out there. But there would have been enough coverage for them to assert their lien and then for her to still... It's for her to get much a much greater recover. recovery. Yeah. Even if they were able to get their full lien of 300 and she had a million dollar policy, even with attorney fees taken out, she she would have, you know, netted some 400,000 mm-hmm. or, or so, um, much more than what she netted from the 100,000 that was available. Absolutely. And if they had been able to assert that lien before... She settled for the hundred thousand. That would have wiped out her entire. She would have got nothing. Yeah, right. She would have got nothing because the way these, um, especially these ERISA plans, are being written now, they are airtight in their language, and the U.S. Supreme Court has upheld that airtight language. We are going to go to break. Remember, we're talking about having adequate auto insurance and also homeowners condominium or renters insurance. And if you want to call into the show, eight zero four four five four one three six six great opportunity to get some free legal advice.
You've been listening to Raising the Bar, Greater Richmond's premier law talk radio show. Now, back to Raising the Bar. We are back after the break, and this is Raising the Bar, Greater RVA's Law Talk radio show. Mm -hmm. Today, we are talking about having adequate insurance coverage, both auto insurance, and at the very end of the show, we'll talk about homeowners, condominium, and renters insurance. Mm -hmm. And we've got a caller on the line, Diana. Are you there? You are live. Hi. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, Diana, and you've got a question for us. I do. Um, if you're in a multi-car accident, um, you know, like if you're going down 64 and you see, you know, six cars in a row. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, somebody might have braked and then everybody just slams in, slams in, you know, like that. Right. How, how does auto insurance get untangled? with multi-car accidents. It can be a little bit complicated, Diana. So let's say that you are a good driver and you see the the accident ahead and you stop in time. However, the person behind you does not stop in time, okay, and hits you. Uh-huh. And then the person behind them does not stop in time, hits the car that hits you and hits that car into you. Okay, so you're envisioning this. You're in the front of the three cars. Mm-hmm. Car two, you stop. You've got a you've got a big pile up in front of you, which is a lot of reasons why folks will have to stop suddenly. Mm-hmm. Which then, oftentimes, what we see is the second pile up. Absolutely, okay. right? So you stop in time, and we're not even going to talk about that first pile up. We don't know we don't know who caused that one, but we just know you stopped in time because you're a good driver, and and the person hits you from behind. That's car number two. Uh huh. Okay. And so they whack you. You've now got whiplash and potentially uh, concussion um, from that. And then the car behind them, car number three, doesn't stop in time, smacks into them so hard that car number two hits you a second time. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. So what we're going to do is we're looking at both drivers, the cars of cars number two and three, as being at fault. Mm Mm-hmm. So we are going to look to the coverage for both of those drivers and see what that coverage is. Um, one of them may only have 50000 The other one may have 100000 But we're going to be able to tap into the coverage of both of those drivers. Now, it can be a little bit more complicated. Let's say that driver number of car number two is driving a borrowed car. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, it's okay. That's actually a good thing if the driver has insurance coverage on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They've got cars at home, but they've got coverage, their own coverage. And there is coverage on the borrowed car because mm-hmm. now, now there's more coverage. So in any of these cases, um, first, if it just involves an individual car, first of all, we want to see is there, is there coverage on both the driver and is there coverage also on the car? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we can stack that. And now, if, if it's in a multi, multiple vehicle collision, well, now we can look and see, is there even more coverage? And then, same thing with driver number three. We want to look and see, is this potential, is there coverage potentially on both the driver and also the vehicle? And then we want to follow the driver home and see, 
is there any additional coverage in that household? Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, uh, does do they have two cars under one policy and two cars under another policy? And then we want to get the policy, um, the policies themselves and actually mm-hmm. look at them to see just how much coverage are we going to be able to add up um, to protect you, Diana, because you were the good driver and you were injured okay. in that accident. Does that make sense? It does. Thank that was an you. awesome question. That's a really good question because we hadn't really focused on yeah. um, the, you know, the adding up of the driver coverage versus the owner of the car coverage. And then it gets even more complicated when you've got a multiple car collision. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you so much for calling into the show, Diana. You have a great day. Oh, you too. Great. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And then, of course, you have driver two's car that's going to say, well, that was just a tap. It was driver three. (laughs) So those two are going to have to fight over who really caused all the injury. But at least, like, you know, we said the money is there in that case from multiple different sources. Yeah. I mean, in many of these cases, we do have to fight for the Mm -hmm. money. But the the good thing is there's there's coverage there to fight for. Right. You know, the tragic tales are when there's not the money to fight for or there's just an insufficient amount. Right. You know, that's there. Um, so let's, uh, switch over just a little bit and talk about, um, liability insurance. What is a tragic tale of not having enough liability insurance coverage? Well, you know, if you don't have a pot to pee in, like you have no assets, okay, you don't have to worry about it, but let's talk about Mr. P and, um, he unfortunately lets his insurance, uh, lapse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just forgets to pay the bill. It happens all too often, mm-hmm. um, which is why you should just go ahead and pay the annual premium. Um, the, the monthly premiums, unless they're on auto pay, can easily be overlooked to be uh, in terms of being paid on time. So um, Mr. P, let's, he, he fails to pay. Um, the person that he hits also has no coverage. Mr. P is not married. So um, when you're married, typically your assets are better protected because your spouse is um, a co-owner of all those assets. Mm-hmm. So we, we, it's hard to go after him. So Mr. P's not married and he's got, you know, a million dollar home, really good job, lots of assets, et cetera. Definitely not someone who should be letting their insurance last. Exactly. And so, um, you know, Mr. P is, he's wide open mm-hmm. for being sued and uh, for having the funds that we can pursue mm-hmm. um, because he's failed to adequately insure himself. Yeah. So that would be a situation where even though there was not adequate insurance coverage, that would still be worth fighting for because there is something right in that case to fight for. It's just in that case going to be someone's personal assets, which is, I think... You know. If they have a whole lot, mm-hmm. it's it's worth going after. As you as you and I know, the first thing we do is we start to investigate the defendant to see um, is there and, and potentially if they only have twenty five thousand, but they have a whole lot in assets, we might want to go beyond the twenty five thousand and pursue the personal assets. Yeah. So, what is the minimum amount of liability insurance people should really be thinking about having? Well, I personally believe that you should have at least five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now, folks that don't have much in the way of assets to go after, my hundred thousand might be sufficient because um, at least you've got, you know, money there that if you if you do cause injury to someone else, you want that you. It's tough if if you cause injury to somebody else and norm and you know, that's why we call it. It's just it's negligence. It's typically accident. Right. Total, okay. You aren't trying to. Hurt you someone. aren't trying to. You know, unless it's a, a drunk driver case or you know, uh, reckless driving. You're really, you're not intending to hurt somebody else. Um, so 
you want to see that somebody that's injured um, gets a recovery, mm-hmm. you, know, that, you know, that they're compensated for that. If you have assets, especially if you have significant assets, you want to have a policy of at least a million dollars. You don't want to be like Mr. P mm-hmm. where you're sitting wide open where, you know, now somebody can uh, basically get a judgment and lodge it against your house and uh, take a judgment against your stocks and mutual funds or mm-hmm. whatever else, whatever other assets you might have that can be uh, you know, attached. And in those cases, I mean, it's hard because on the one hand, yeah, he didn't mean to cause the accident, but he did and hurt someone and it's not their fault either. So, right. And know. he failed. He let his insurance lapse. Right. You know. Um. All right. So what is the minimum amount of um, UMUIM that you would recommend? And, and see there, I, I personally believe at least half a million. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I would say get at least a million dollars in UMUIM because you and I have seen some pretty tragic cases. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about Cece, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, tragic case where she's got over $900,000 in medical bills, is essentially crushed under the vehicle, um, has to have her hip and pelvic area rebuilt, has mm-hmm. to learn how to walk again. Um, and it just so happens in that case, there's... Potentially a million dollars in liability coverage, mm-hmm. um, but they're fighting that and there's a coverage issue. Um, and fortunately, CC has not only a million dollars UM, UIM coverage to protect her, but she and her husband have purchased another million in excess. Um, it, it can be called excess coverage or umbrella coverage mm-hmm. um, on top of that. So in that case, tragic, tragic injury, $900,000 or so in medical bills, has to learn to walk again. Um, but at least we know, um, and we're having to fight for it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everybody starts to then argue, uh, well, maybe there's not coverage, you know, right. so you get into these coverage battles, but at least there's potentially $2 million for mm-hmm. a recovery there. Um, Which you know. given her medical bills is, I mean, absolutely crucial. They're so high. That- right. Right. Well, and just the the injuries of having to, I mean, and there'll be permanency of injury and there's so much hardware in that body that, you know, that's, that's a tough case, but at least in that case, there's $2 million in coverage. So that was really, that, that is smart, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to adequately protect yourself and insurance. It's, it's not that expensive. Right. And I mean, we're talking about these amounts of money and they seem, I think they can seem huge to people, you know, like, oh my gosh, $2 million, that's so much money. But when you think about the injuries that, you know, we're talking about where you need right. that much coverage, these are life-changing injuries. Right. And, you know, you're you're not going to be the same after um, an accident that causes an injury where you need $2 million right. in coverage. And I mean, how much is that worth to one, you? One emergency you know? room visit, um, you know, you're automatically looking three hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, 3000 5000 you know, physical therapy can easily total up to twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at several, if you're looking at a week in the hospital, we're looking at over a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, so it can add up pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've talked a little bit about this and having to fight, but if you have this UM UIM coverage and it's your own insurance, um, will they just pay out automatically? I wish. <laughs> No, normally you are fighting your own insurance. So um, let's talk about um, Mike, mm-hmm. um, Loudoun County case that I had. Um, Mike is hit in the rear end collision. He's at a standstill. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the driver that hits him has minimum limits of $25,000. Mike has 100000 under an UMUIM, under uninsured, underinsured coverage. Mike has two bulging discs. Um, he works as a car mechanic. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, he's limited in his work afterwards. He has to be out of work for a period of time, looking at future surgery. And so basically the $25,000 um, liability policy, they said, we're paying out right away. Um, here, we're throwing in the towel. And it used to be that even though they put all their money on the table, you still they still had to defend the case. Now mm-hmm. the the law has now changed and made it much made it much easier for the liability carrier to just say, "Here's the money," and now the burdens on the UM UIM carrier to fight uh, about the rest. to fight about the rest and to put their own attorneys out there and mm-hmm. pay their own attorney costs to fight over it. Um, but still, you still have to go ahead and fight. So we had to go ahead and take that case all the way to trial because Mike's own insurance would not pay anything above the 25000 that the liability carrier had put in. And, of course, at trial, um, it was interesting. We actually got two insurance um, adjusters that got removed from the jury, but an insurance sales agent got left on the jury. And the one thing she said is, when I sell insurance, it's so that my clients can be covered. Mm-hmm. And so the jury came back with um, a, a verdict of more than the $100,000. So we were able to get both the 25000 the liability carrier had already put on the table, mm-hmm. plus the additional 75000 of Mike's coverage. But we had to go all the way to trial, and he had two bulging discs. Yeah. So, um, but again, there was money worth fighting for. Absolutely. And that's the key thing. You might have to fight for it, but at least it's there mm-hmm. to go get, you know. Absolutely. Um, so you, you talked about this a little bit. The law used to be much more difficult, um, when you had a liability carrier that had less coverage and they were willing to pay out and it's the UM, UIM that's fighting you. Um, how, how has the law gotten a little bit better to force the UM, UIM carriers to pay out or at least defend the case themselves as opposed to kind of sitting back and, Right. Well, I mean, as you know, the Virginia Trial Lawyers Association mm-hmm. has done a lot to try to get improve the statutes and everything. Right. Um, because you know, you you buy your own insurance to protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're paying the premium. So if somebody that hits you that doesn't have adequate coverage or has no coverage, um, you're going to be protected. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm oversimplifying this uh, because, as you know, it's a little bit more complicated. Right. But basically, the law has changed so that. It shifts the um, it shifts the defense. So it, once that liability carrier kicks in, like in Mike's case, it puts their twenty five thousand dollar on the mm-hmm. table. Now Mike can essentially re- release them, and now his own insurance company is uh, completely on the hook for defending the case. So now they have to absorb the cost of their own attorneys. Mm-hmm. It used to be that they could ride on the backs of the liability carrier. So let's say Progressive was a liability carrier. Mm-hmm. It, the old law was Progressive would put up its 25000 and let's say um, State Farm was the UM, UIM carrier. And State Farm said, well, we don't want to pay out the other seventy five. Mr. Progressive, you have to go ahead and try the case. Mm-hmm. Well, that has now changed. So if Progressive puts its 25000 on the table... It can basically say, look it, 
We put our money on the table. We've done our We're part. Out. We've done our part. And now State Farm has, if they want to fight it, well, then they're going to have to pay their own attorneys. Yep. Have some skin in the game. Have some skin in the game. Exactly. That's oversimplifying, but that's basically what it's done is it's now put the yeah. the burden on the UMUIM carriers so they can't just sit back and say, ha-ha, well, we don't want to pay our money. Because um, there's no incentive for them to, in that case, if they're not having to pick up the cost of the defense and, you know, they can just say, you know, see you what want, happens yeah. at trial. We don't have to pay for the cost of the defense. It's yeah. not a gamble on our part. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it's definitely a much, much better law. Yeah. yeah. Now. Um. All right. So we are getting towards the end of our show and I'm hoping that we have some time to talk about homeowners insurance, which yes. is also um, important and we haven't really touched on it yet. Right. But um, why is homeowners insurance so important to have? Well, a lot of folks don't recognize that homeowners insurance covers a whole heck of a lot more than somebody just getting injured on your property. Mm-hmm. So um, let's say that you're having a party and it's icy. Okay. And so you're inviting people onto your property um, and you fail to put down the salt melt, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody falls and they break their arm, mm-hmm. et cetera. Well, under homeowner's coverage, you can have that same medical payments coverage mm-hmm. available. So now we, there's uh, medical payments coverage that's going to cover your good friend's broken arms bills yes. <laughs> because, because you failed to put down the salt mm-hmm. melt, Okay. Um, but that's pretty clear cut too, and they can make a bodily injury claim against your homeowner's coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty clear cut because it happened on your property. A lot of folks don't realize that homeowner's coverage though goes beyond your own property. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, we have a case right now, um, where, um, the kids were at school, middle school. And one young man playing a prank on the mm-hmm. girl, as, as kids are so prone to do, um, decides that she's about to sit down in her chair to pull the chair out from under her. She falls. She hits her head on the hard floor. And now she's got a traumatic brain injury. Okay. Um, well, you look at that case and you say, okay, well, you, you can't sue the school, right? They didn't do anything wrong. Right. But actually, we can go after the young man's homeowners coverage mm-hmm. for having caused that injury. Um, again, it's it's negligent. It was right. accidental. It was a dumb thing to do. Um, but kids, as you know, will be pranksters. Um, but now at least there's, there's homeowners coverage. Um, and we can also look to our young gal's homeowners coverage mm-hmm. to see is there any medical payments coverage that she's got under right. her family policy. Um, and also, is there any medical payments coverage that he's got under his homeowner's coverage? Mm-hmm. Um, so I could apply to that. Um, as you know, we also have um, uh, cases of uh, like a, a negligent assault. We had the um, the, the flag team yep. gal, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets hit during flag team. And of course, we claimed that um, the person that hit her was doing the routine inappropriately, mm-hmm. et cetera. And that was, you know, controversial, et cetera. Um, but again, we can look to the homeowner's coverage right. to potentially cover um, that accident, mm-hmm. which again happened on school property, but after school time. And they really, you couldn't go after the school. You couldn't go after the flag team. I mean, so basically the, there we had to look to the homeowner's coverage yeah. again. And I mean, it really does cover all manner of... Um, things that you wouldn't even think about. I, I still remember my husband, who's also an attorney, when, you know, we uh, 
moved in and, you know, he already owned the house that we now co-own. Um, and, you know, so I moved in, put me on the, you know, uh, mortgage, put me on the homeowner's insurance. And he came home that day and said, all right, I took care of everything to fame at will. <laughs> because it's something that people don't really know that your homeowner's insurance covers things like somebody sues you for defamation. Yes. You can look at your homeowner's insurance. We have that very weird tort in Virginia of um, tortious interference with parental rights. Right. That your homeowner's insurance will pick up if... Yeah, uh, pick up the defense of if somebody. We also have the weird statute, the insulting words statute, mm-hmm. which is kind of a parallel to defamation. Right. So there, there again, there's these weird claims that can be made. You and I did the show on um, on uh, basically cyberbullying mm-hmm. and um, cyber attacks, and again, that's an area where you can look to the homeowners coverage mm-hmm. of the of the person that has caused the injury right in that regard yeah um so the same thing with condominium and renters insurance mm-hmm. um it too uh has the ability of covering somebody um beyond just the items you know in the apartment that's being rented right um we had the the Amtrak train case where our client was assaulted by the drunk on the Amtrak mm-hmm. train and we tried to go after Amtrak for that case. It was, it was um, somewhat of a sexual assault because um, we had the the pictures of the bruises on her breasts and mm-hmm. her thighs and everything, and it was very clear the gentleman was drunk. He was arrested when the um, Amtrak train was stopped, and he was arrested and taken off the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and and our client was pretty. Um, brutally ass- assaulted um good thing she had she actually had a taser on her um, <laughs> yeah so um anyway we tried to go after amtrak thinking that they had allowed him to buy too much uh beer from the, the booze car or mm-hmm. the you know the cafe car and it turned out he had brought his own uh case of beer on the Amtrak train, unbeknownst to Amtrak. Right. So we couldn't sue Amtrak, but then he had condominium owners coverage for his condo in Florida. Now this, this happened in Richmond. So we were able to pursue a recovery under his condominium owners coverage Mm -hmm. for that assault on the train. Now, if we had shown it was an intentional attack, then his insurance would not have covered but fortunately, he claimed that the train was rounding a bend and he accidentally fell into Our Lady and that all the bruises happened because he was scrambling to try to get up from on top of her, which is great. Yeah, because, because that because meant his it, insurance it, kicked in. Right, because his insurance kicked in because now he's saying it was an accident, it was just pure negligence, it wasn't intentional, et cetera. And so we were able to get the condominium co- uh, uh, coverage yeah. to pay out as well. So, um, and again... Uh, the renter's coverage, the renter's insurance. And I've also seen tragic cases where folks will have a flood and lose all their belongings mm-hmm. um, or they'll have a, a case of, of mold or, you know. And so um, having renter's coverage is, is a good thing overall. Right. You know? And those are the things people think about. I think when, you know, oh, I need homeowner's insurance. Oh, I need renter's insurance. It's to protect from those like natural disaster, fire, you right. know. Prop, just losing your property, I think, is the reason most people get it without realizing that you're you're getting coverage for a whole lot more. Yeah, you're protecting yourself if you do something kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you pull the chair out from the gal, in, you know, as a right. prank in middle school, um, if you cause injury to somebody else, even if it's off of the property, if you're sued for defamation, um, you know, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Katie, or the insulting word statute, 
um, or perhaps there's a, a Facebook feud and, mm-hmm. you know, you're sued for that. Well, oh, and not only does it, does it provide coverage? It provides, um, your, your defense attorneys. Right. So okay. Yeah. So, and so a lot of times we'll get calls in the office where somebody will say, well, I need an attorney to defend me because I've been sued for defamation or I've been sued, um, because they're claiming I, I negligently assaulted them. And the first thing I do is say, did you check with, do you have homeowners or renters or condo coverage? Mm-hmm. Did you check with your insurance? Because your insurance gives a duty to defend. Mm-hmm. So now you've got ins- attorney coverage, yep. which paying attorneys, um, as you and I know, at our hourly rates can get pretty daggone expensive. Very, very expensive. Right? Yeah. So another really excellent reason, same thing with your auto coverage. It, mm-hmm. it provides um, the defense for you. Absolutely. Huge. You know, even if you're sued in an auto case where you're claiming you're not at fault, your insurance, your auto insurance has to provide the attorneys mm-hmm. to defend you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is really good. Absolutely. Um, and I know we haven't hit on it yet, but this is um, a really important thing that we're always recommending to all of our clients, and that is umbrella insurance yes. coverage. We kind of referred to it with Cece mm-hmm. because she and her husband had done a good job yes. of getting um, the UIM, a million dollar in UIM mm-hmm. coverage. Um, but that was actually, it's actually part of their umbrella coverage. Um, but getting umbrella coverage is uh, something you can do on top of the auto coverage. You mm-hmm. have to be really careful when you get the umbrella coverage in terms of what you're getting because mm-hmm. most umbrella coverage is just liability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it protects you and your assets um, if you cause harm to somebody else. Um, or like we talked about Mr. P mm-hmm. causing harm to somebody else. Mr. P should have, with all of his assets that he had, he should have had both the um, auto coverage at a high level and the umbrella coverage. Mm-hmm. But you can also get umbrella coverage that ha- that covers you for additional underinsured, uninsured mm-hmm. coverage. And then again, um, you can get it umbrella coverage on your homeowner's policy right. as well. It becomes a lot more um, uh, applicable when folks are, are older and when they've accumulated more in assets. And you want to be protected from people coming exactly. after your assets because they know you have them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Two good books before we leave you today. Um, Homeowners Cover Insurance and Auto Insurance put out by the State Corporation Commission. A really good consumer guides. We'll try to get the links up on the Raising the Bar Law Talk uh, radio show website. But if you go to the State Corporation Commission website, really good consumer guides on auto insurance and homeowners insurance. Highly recommend getting them, reading them. There's so much more in them that we didn't get to talk about today.